and they came upon this what they thought was a watch and and kind of pried it open and there was this daguerreotype he immediately thought that it was the founder joseph smith good tuesday morning and welcome back to the daily buzz i'm dayton olander Thanks to a recent discovery, we may know what Joseph Smith, the founder of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, actually looked like. Joining the Daily Buzz today is Peggy Fletcher Stack to talk about the photo and her story about the discovery. Yes, a very exciting discovery that was announced Thursday by the um, John Whitmer Historical Association Journal which is headquartered in Independence, Missouri. Um, apparently a daguerreotype, which is a kind of early photograph that was on metal plates, was found in a, a, a locket by a great, great grandson of the founder, Joseph Smith. And um, it was a locket that had been passed down in the Smith family through Joseph Smith's son, Joseph Smith III, and passed down in that family. And, um, and this, the man who found it, his name is Dan Larson, had inherited the, the locket from his mother who died in 1992. And he had just, he got it as a, a bunch of memorabilia and put it away in in you know in storage so to speak and then didn't really he thought it was a pocket watch actually and he didn't open it and until in 2020 his father-in-law died and so now he and his wife had a, a bunch of memorabilia they decided to go through it and they came upon this what they thought was a watch and and kind of pried it open and there was this daguerreotype uh, I talked to Dan Larson. He said he immediately thought that it was the founder, Joseph Smith, um, his great great grandfather. Um, but he wasn't 100% sure. So he turned it over to historians for that, that church, which is actually used to be called the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Now it's called the Community of Christ. So it's a, it's a another church that descended from Joseph Smith, the founder. That it was kind of passed down through this family. Um, it's yeah. obviously been a long, long time since it was it was taken. And um, we're looking at, you know, anywhere from 170 to 180 years potentially. Um, so was it just sitting in storage all this time or why is it only coming to light now? I think it's only coming to light now because Dan Larson opened it up. Um, but the presumption is that it was in the family since it was, it was taken, um, the hypothesis is that it was taken by a, a photographer who was a Mormon convert, whose name was Lucian Foster, who was a, a, learned the skills of daguerreotype photography, and and it is it was likely taken by him in 1844. So, which was only a couple months before Joseph Smith himself was killed. Um, and, and then again, went to Emma Smith, his widow, and then to their son, Joseph Smith III, who apparently passed it down to the women. 
in the family, there's some evidence, some photographic evidence of women in the family wearing it. As to where it actually, who had it and how it was passed down, it's not entirely clear. Okay. And you said that this, this locket was kind of passed over to historians. So what other work has gone into authenticating uh, this daguerreotype so far? Well, the, the, these historians for the community of Christ have compared the photograph to portraits that were painted of Joseph Smith. And there, there are some, what they, they see as striking similarities. Not everyone sees that. They also compared it to the death mask that was taken of Joseph Smith after he died of his face. And there are, again, some points of similarities there. Uh, they use face recognition uh, apps. They looked in the historical record to see if anybody had talked about this photograph, this daguerreotype before this. So that, and, and in fact, for a long time, people have presumed, historians and family members have presumed that there was a daguerreotype because it's talked about in the historical record just no one has ever been able to find it. And so the question is, is this the one everyone was talking about or not? Sure. And if it does is proven to be an official photo or an actual photo, um, it, it's a big deal, especially within the LDS church. And so has the church taken a stance on the photo um, in terms of validity and what they want to see done with it? Um, yes, the church did put out a statement on Thursday about this uh, locket, its photograph, saying that it also had had access, that the community of Christ historians had shared it with them. And, and they said they found it interesting and exciting, but that they were still cautious and not ready to declare that it was authentic yet. They said they don't have provenance, which is a, a track record of ownership that goes before 1992. In 1992 is, is when Dan Larson's mother died and gave it to him. Hmm. And so he didn't open it back then, he says. And so they said that the evidence is not strong enough yet to um, completely declare it authentic. They, they hope they're, they're excited by this. They welcomed it and hope that people will talk about it and more research will come to light, but they are definitely not, are taking a wait and see approach. Got it. And final question for you. Um, what does Dan Larson plan to do with this locket now? Well, he interestingly has joined the LDS church from being in the community of Christ sort of royal family. And he would like to see it be, uh, he'd like the Utah church to own it and to put it in its church history museum. Of course, again, the church, that's a wait and see thing. He, he, he would like to see it there. I don't know what that means. Will he donate it? Will he expect a lot of money from it? Uh, lots of those, those things are still up in the air, but that he told me that would be his dream. Peggy's story was published late last week, and you can read it online at sltrib.com. Peggy, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be here.
And in a quick congressional update, last week, Utah's four Republican congressmen all voted in favor of codifying same-sex marriage. Then, two days later, they all voted against codifying the right to contraceptives in the United States. Regardless, both bills passed the House and are headed to the Senate. And that's it for today. I want to give a huge shout out to the Pelicans for our music and Danny Rubio for producing today's episode. We'll be back with more news tomorrow.